Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now he's making room. He gets to the 50. He gets to midfield. He gets to the 40. What an athletic display by Trey Ford. He's magic. He is the magic man of the Canadian Football League right now. He's got a line to the net. He'll come in. The shot scores! Edmonton's home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elks. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Have that Trey Ford highlight in our in opening to Inside Sports, and he is the Elks team nominee for Most Outstanding Player and Most Outstanding Canadian. That was announced today, and of course, the Oilers looking for some more highlights here as they only have one win in six games to start the season. Hall of Fame night tomorrow at Rogers Place. Charlie Huddy and Doug Waite going into the Edmonton Oilers Hall of Fame, and it'll be a game against the New York Rangers. 5.30 for the face-off show, and the puck will drop here at uh, 7 o'clock. Just one game on the NHL scoreboard for Cougar Paint and Collision. Our family helping your family for 40 years. Late in the second period, Devils up 4-3 on the Capitals. That's the only game tonight. Yesterday was the frozen frenzy with all 32 teams in action, including the Oilers, who did not look good once again, especially defending as they were beaten 7-4 by the Minnesota Wild. The uh, Oilers up 3-2 after 2 in large part thanks to the heroics of Jack Campbell in the second period. But the Wild kept coming and the Oilers kept giving up chances and it uh, got out of control for the Oilers again. So they did not skate today. The uh, players did not speak to the the media but Jay Woodcroft came out and fielded some questions. We've been talking about that uh, off and on today on 6.30 Chat. I was just on uh, Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer discussing that as well. Uh, Jay Woodcroft asked a lot of questions. Here's what he had to say about the uh, lack of early success with the new defensive system they're trying. It is a different system. It's a system that was uh, embraced um, by everybody in our organization as an area we wanted to go th- go to. I think, as I said, through five games of the regular season, uh, we gave up one goal in that coverage uh, in the defensive zone. Uh, yesterday, we gave up a few. Um, certainly, we can be better. Um, but for me, uh, it, when, anytime you're working through a new way of doing things, there's growing pains. Uh, but like I said, through five games, we gave up one goal. So, uh, hang on a sec here, Kellen. I believe I have to sneeze, so I'm going to shut, <laughs> shut my mic off. Yeah, no problem. Give me a sec. I tell you what, I'll update the Raptors game right now. I got it on. It's in the uh, third quarter right now. Raptors are up 60-56. to 56. I believe this is the home opener, Reed Wilkins. Okay, sorry about that, guys. Uh, and I, it was a false alarm, but I definitely felt like one was coming, but I wanted to make sure my mic was off so I didn't blast into everybody's eardrums. Uh, 780-496-0063. Uh, and I, I'd be thrilled if you were able to chime in tonight. 
It's the hotline presented by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty pro all the way. I think that we know there's something not right with the Oilers, and I think we know it's generally in the defensive end. But let's face it, they have had a couple of games where they didn't generate a lot of offense either. Um, you know, basically, it's it's a switch from a man-to-man to a zone. Uh, I don't think we need to get overly technical with it. Um as Woodcroft has explained, he doesn't attribute every goal against. In fact, he says most of the goals against aren't because of the system itself. There are other errors that are, are leading to the goals. I, I th- Okay, I, th- I think maybe in some cases he might be splitting hairs and it, it might actually be still the defensive system that's breaking down. Um But there's a belief here with, with Woodcroft and the coaching staff and, and I would assume probably with the players as well that maybe there's short-term pain for long-term gain. That if they stick with this and make it through this and learn it, they'll be a better team in the, in the playoffs if they get there, which is a slightly bigger if than it was at the start of the season, though there's still plenty of time to do well. So I guess that would be my question to you. I mean, we've gone over what's gone wrong and your reaction to the team's reaction is it worth sticking with it? Like, do do you believe the Oilers are trying to play the way they have to play? Or do you believe, hang on a second here. Like, we've lost a game 8-1. Like, we've lost a game 7-4. We lost a game 4-1 to Philadelphia and uh, didn't do much in that game. Is, is You know, what do you do? Is, is this Tiger Woods reforming his golf swing when he appeared to be at the peak of his career so he could have a peak that was even better a little bit later on? I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think as a coach, you got to commit to something and and sell it to your players and, and stick with it. Uh, is this just execution? Is this just players who are taking too long to learn something? Uh, or, again, do you believe, no, like scrap it, go back to what got them to 50 wins last year and then just try to play a little harder when you get to the playoffs? 780-496-0063. We'll get to some of your responses as we move through the show. But first, he joins us once a week on Inside Sports, presented by Sentinel Storage, Shop Canadian, Store Canadian, head to sentinelstorage.ca, former NHL goaltender, grew up in Edmonton, now with the NHL on Rogers, it's Kelly Rudy. Kelly, help, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I uh, I'm busy today, Reed. I'm uh, I'm scouring my office uh, for a game sheet from 1978. It's from the spring uh, from here in Calgary. A game. There are two games, in fact, played at Max Bell Arena uh, between my team, Inland Cement, and this was the U17 Provincial Championships against Mike Vernon's team and uh, and I'm going to interview Mike next week for his Hockey Hall of Fame induction on the uh, February uh, 11th weekend and so I'm trying to find that game sheet so I can show him that because uh, I know he and I have chatted about that that's the first time that he and I had ever played against each other and it's pretty cool that uh, we ended up playing uh, in the National Hockey League against each other and then together in San Jose for a year so it, it's just really cool how it all came together. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I have found it interesting. I mean, one thing um, I, I think it was when Warren Fogel signed here. Oh, he played against McDavid when they were nine or something, mm-hmm. right? And yep. and yep. and sometimes you'll you'll see two guys 
get into a fight or just be really nasty with each other in a game. And you're thinking, where did this come from? And then somebody will say, Oh, like 10 years ago, one guy was in Moose Jaw and one guy was in PA and they fought like three times. So did you, did you ever like get flashbacks in the NHL where you're like, Oh, that's this guy. Now he's made it. eh? (laughs) Oh, one, 100% because you know, you have history with a lot of players, right? Like it's not only when you play in the Western hockey league or uh, in the minors, it goes way back. And so there are guys that, uh, uh, like a Mike Vernon or others, you know, the stories I, I like to share when, and Grant, I went on a radio show with Grant uh, Fuhrer about a month ago, and we we're sharing how, like, I had heard about Grant when he was about 15 years old. And I think I, and so I went and saw him one time at uh, Jasper Place Arena. And the same for Mark Messier. He was playing for the Spruce Grove Mets, I think they were called. And uh, I heard about Mark when he was about 14 and he was already playing for the Spruce Grove Mets. And so I went to, again, Jasper Place Arena near where I lived and I was able to watch him as a real young guy. And, you know, it's, it's amazing how some of those stories stick because, you know, to play on the Mets when he was 14 or 15, that's phenomenal for Messi. And so we all heard about how great he was and turns out to be one of the all-time best. Yeah, I love that for sure. Kelly Rudy joining us tonight on Inside Sports. So the Heritage Classic is Sunday, the 20th anniversary of the first regular season outdoor game in the NHL. Yeah. Now there, but the first ever NHL sanctioned game outside was not a regular season game, but you played in it. Um, so it, yes, a lot of the outdoor craze started in Edmonton, but there was an yeah. earlier game. So tell us about this Kings Rangers game that was outside. I believe it was ninety one. <laughs> Uh, in of all unlikely places, right? Las Vegas in the parking lot of Caesar's Palace in September in Vegas. And when we first heard about the idea, Bruce McDowell had shared this with uh, a bunch of us. He knew the president and chairman of uh, Caesar's Palace. And so over lunch, they came up with this idea. Uh, very far-fetched at that time. We were wondering how in the world, in particular, you know, summer's coming to a close in Canada, but in in September in Vegas, it can still be scorching hot. And how in the world are we going to have ice that we can play a game on? And so they pulled it off, uh, almost didn't. I remember uh, there's about five of us that went in two or three days early to do some uh, early media and it was scorching every day. And even the morning skate was canceled because the ice was, it was more like a swimming pool than a, than a skating rink. Uh, they had these big tarps over it though, to cover from the sunshine. And, and, uh, somehow they got the ice. It was actually not in bad shape, but what all of us remember most of all read at around the midway mark of the second period a swarm of locusts came in they were i think they were attracted to the lights around the arena and they started landing on the on the ice surface and so that's a a real vivid memory that all of us have and by the way i think if you were to youtube it i I can't be positive of this but there would be video footage because i was wearing what was called the rudy cam and so it was not only a camera attached to my mask uh, but it was also, I had a microphone. Now the microphone never did work in, in the, during the entire game, but the, the entire game I was, uh, I had a camera and so there's video footage out there. And uh, I remember I, I 
I agreed to wear the camera and I got a bottle of Cristal champagne from the TV station, the network that, that did it. And I was thrilled. I thought, wow, that's great. And a great way to promote the game. And I got a bottle, a great bottle of champagne. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, there, there is, I just looked it up on YouTube. Now I can't, play it because the sound will come on but there's plenty of footage of that game so i assume somewhere in there they'll have some yes. of the the rudy cam footage which is pretty cool do you remember the score in the game i want to say five to two for us five I to two for the wrong. kings no you nailed it yeah <laughs> i want to say also that we scored an empty netter i i know the rangers uh i think they took a two nothing lead and then we they stormed did. back yeah yeah and yeah. Doug Waite scored one of the goals. A very young Doug oh, okay. Waite, so who's getting honored gotcha. tomorrow by the Oilers. So, yeah, that kind of yes. ties it all together. That's cool. Uh, so, like, did you freak out when the locusts came or what? One hundred percent. All of us did. And, you know, it's gross, but I'm thinking, what if a guy takes a shot at the exact same time a locust lands right near the puck and it's going to you know, be propelled into my face or something? I mean, you have all these wild thoughts, right, because you've never – played with insects on an ice and you know and i'm afraid of insects so that there <laughs> there's that part of it too so it was just disgusting though uh well you made it and you got the win so that's uh right that's good okay um before i let you go a miserable game for the oilers last night um I mean, they're just letting in a ton of goals. And, and the crazy thing is i thought jack campbell played pretty well and gave him a chance yes and he still right. gave up six Jay mm-hmm. Woodcroft today, I mean, I asked him about three too many men penalties in a game. He was asked about Bouchard. He was asked about the new defensive system. You know, all these things that were very, you know, to explain what's mm-hmm. going on, coach. And, yep. and yep. he did, but he, I thought he was very careful and he was, he, he was sort of very deliberate, I thought, to bring up, oh, hey, but we had a good night killing penalties, or, hey, you know, yeah. we should point out how well Warren Fogle is doing. I think he was really trying to control the message and the tone the best that he could. Um, your thoughts on that behavior and how a coach should behave publicly when a team's having a miserable time? Yes, he should be as supportive as possible. Uh, in the dressing room, you can point out faults, you can show video, but I definitely wouldn't beat them up. At this point, it's too early in the season, and you don't want to get on their, uh, you know, st- you, you don't want them to become fragile uh, with a slow start. And that that is a possibility, right? They're doing a lot of good things. Uh, I thought their game versus uh, Winnipeg on Saturday was tremendous. Um, you know, I thought that was a start in the right direction. And I know how Woodcroft was quite stern with them uh, last week going into that weekend. But now's the time to be positive and make sure that uh, they feel really good about themselves going to the rink tomorrow when they're going to play the Rangers because that's a dangerous team. I just covered the Rangers in Calgary on Tuesday, and I can tell you what, that Ranger team, they have a lot of firepower. So for the Oilers, you definitely don't need to be down on yourself when you're going to play a good team like uh, New York. Did you pay attention to what your coach said publicly, or would you not even worry about it? Like, would you look for it the would be a combination? It, yeah. it would be a combination. It depended where I was uh, mentally myself. So, if I knew that it could be a bad uh, message day to the media, I most likely didn't pay attention. But uh, for the most part, I, I wanted to hear what the coach was saying. And by the way, I was that kind of guy that uh, 
you know, I would buy two or three newspapers a day. So I was very aware of what was being said and what was being uh, said by my coaching staff and also by the reporters. So I was uh, always, before every practice, uh, you can ask any of my teammates. Uh, and it was easy because I played in New York and L.A. where they had two or three newspapers every day, every morning. So I was uh always aware of what was going on for the most part right just leave out the science section in case there's articles on bugs <laughs> right <Ugh>. yuck <laughs> hey kelly outstanding having you on the show we'll do this again next week we'll be able to break down the heritage classic uh, hopefully it's a very memorable day man thank you so much okay thanks reed i'll see you on the weekend Oh, yeah, right on, for sure. You're going to be there. That is Kelly Rudy checking in, courtesy Sentinel Storage, Shop Canadian, Store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. Yeah, he's going to be here for the Heritage Classic at Commonwealth on Sunday. Oilers have the Rangers before that tomorrow. So uh, you heard what Kelly said. He liked uh, what Woodcroft said today in the media that publicly uh, you got to try to be positive at a time like this and not uh, go out there and uh, and rip your team or anything like that and I think that was Woodcroft's approach for the most part today uh, are you on board with uh, Woody's approach do they stick with what they've been trying do you have to go back to it because it doesn't appear it's uh, the lessons are sinking in 7804960063 we'll also welcome Ken Reed to the show the Sportsnet anchor has a new book all ahead inside sports on Chet. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Tony's on the line. Tony, didn't you just call last night? Yeah, but you know what? You really like me. That's what it is. Honestly, I do enjoy talking with you because you know what? I'm reading a lot of stuff right now, and I'm trying not to let it get to me because... I love the Oilers. I thought they were going to be a whole lot better coming into the season. Have they disappointed me? A bit, but I'm not going to jump on the panic train yet. My biggest thing right now is we've had three coaches who have sat their players because they haven't been performing. But yet, for some reason, it feels like Woody isn't willing to do it with our players. And I'm sorry, but at the beginning of the summer, I thought Evan Bouchard was only worth about 2.5 2.5 at max because we pretty much paid him for half a season of good hockey. I don't even think Ekholm can help him out right now. I don't know what it is about him or like we, we're trying to implement the system that the Knights have right now, right? And you can't do that from one team to another. And I'm just wondering what, like with Evan Bouchard, do you believe that he's going to turn this around or do you think that he needs that game off? 
I, say, okay, you know what? I, I don't. I don't think they're going to sit Bouchard because he's very valuable in the power play, and they don't. Quite frankly, they don't have enough players to scratch anybody. Uh, look, I, part of me, and I know this is going to be a bit a bit cynical here. I think as long as Evan Bouchard is an Oiler, Oil Country, you're going to have to live with this. That that he's going to have some bad defensive games and not be sturdy enough and get pushed off pucks. Having said that, he can play and has played in the past way better than he's played for most of this season. Uh, but but no, I don't think Woody's going to bench anybody because they got no one to bring in right now. 780-496-0063. Ken Reed and a little more of you coming up.